Well, good day to you there, listening to my voice once again on the Eden Gathering podcast. You are so welcome. We're so glad that you've joined us once again to turn into this little podcasty thing that we've got going on. And actually, we've got some momentum and um, we're actually doing these quite regularly now. You might hear this little um, in the background and that is my guest. No, it's not really. Um, we are in the blistering sunshine. We're in the middle of a heat wave. In fact, I think... I read today that we're like one of the hottest places on earth. That can't be right. But anyway, um, <clears throat> that's why you might hear that little sound. So please bear with us. But it was either have a fan or not do the podcast. And we must deliver podcasts to you, uh, the general public that listens to these podcasts. Anyway, before I get myself in a mess by talking, let me introduce you to my guest today. Who are you, guest? Hey, uh, I'm Stefan. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm really, really excited. Um, if you don't know me, uh, I am someone who's been coming to the Forge now for two years, um, Forge Debenham, and uh, since joining, I kind of went to the Alpha course uh, led yeah. by Steve Fenning, which was amazing. Um, re- really, you know, reconnecting with my faith uh, after like ten years in wow. the desert, so to speak. Um, and then after that, joining immediately up to like a ten months group. Uh, and then from there, uh, kind of all rolled into sort of working with uh, Duncan and the rest of the team in this whole Eden Gathering uh, project that we've got, um, which of course this is a part of. Yeah. And uh, if you go to our website, you'll see there's a video up there and I'm one of those faces in there. Uh, that's me, that's Stefan, and I'm in charge of the food nights. Uh, yeah. So Well, we just um, had one, like have, at time of recording, we, we just have, had one last yeah. night. It was and it awesome. was, yeah, it was great. Yeah, I turned up late. Uh, probably I don't want to mention that, it. But, I don't want to mention it. But there were there were circumstances which meant that I couldn't be there uh, on time. But I did turn up, um, yeah. and uh, and it was a, a, an amazing night. And uh, we've had a couple of other nights as well. Um, just this week gone. Uh, of course, this will be you know, yeah. What's been your what's, time, what's like been your highlight of meeting together in this way? Because this is. This is a part of church that I've never seen people like be this intentional about. What's yeah, been man. like your main takeaway or highlight? Oh man, it's just like the conversations. Like even like last night, we were, like there were a couple of us left behind, uh, and we just started talking about because real... I left early. You, yeah, you... exactly. Because you're like, oh, thank you. you know, we can actually like you know talk now. Finally, talk. Oh, you just wouldn't be quiet. <laughs> nah, man. It was just like it's just having those conversations over some like good food and some drink and just getting to know each other because I think. You know, within like Life at the Forge, it's such a big, you know, community and you go in there on a Sunday and you have your 10.30 kind of start and everything's ready and organized and it's so smooth and professional. And then you kind of do the worship and you listen and you engage with people with like coffee and drinks afterwards. But sometimes, you know, you've got things to do immediately thereafter and then you don't maybe get to have those kind of conversations with people, those deep kind of, yeah. you know, life conversations the, with people. Like, not the, how you doing? The yeah. like exactly how are you doing exactly and we've had that like series as well uh, which has just been amazing um you know being able to say like i'm not okay and <laughs> and i like to think that if eden like gathering food nights is a place where you can do that you can come and you can say i've had a really bad week but this is something i've been looking forward to and i've been mm. able to enjoy some good food and some drink with people play some games get to know one another make new friends um and it's also a fantastic way for people who uh don't go to church to get get a feel get a vibe for like what this could be all about for them because yeah. uh, so many people 
um, are turned off from church because it's too dogmatic, it's too rigid and inflexible. And, and people just think, like, I can't even like begin to wrap my head around this. And already, like, I feel like I have to sign up for something, I have to kind of be part of some sort of, yeah. you know, sort of uh, religious set of rules. And it's like, I, I can't do that yet. Um, but actually, that's not what the Christian life is about at all. Um, and I think. This, these even gathering food nights have been wildly successful. The hosts have been amazing. They've been so gracious and just so supportive, um, for, especially in me, because I've never done anything like this before. So yeah, your first. I've really loved just working with these people and then having all the emails come through, like, yeah, we want to go to this place, we want to go to that place. And so we've still got one uh, coming up um, this Friday. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that as well. And then, yeah, we'll see, we'll see where things go after the August break into September and I'm sure more details will then be released around that time. Yeah, and you can just go yeah. on the website and Absolutely, just man. look at all that stuff. Yeah. So, Stefan, if there's, I don't know you that well. Yeah. Um, but what I do know about you is that you're absolute film mad, film buff. Can I call you a film buff? What does yeah, that man. just mean? Like you're you so buff. Yeah, but I feel like when you call someone buff, that's like a comment on their appearance. So, like, oh, I don't you're, know. A bu- you're a buff man that likes films, I guess. I'll take that. Yeah. Like, I never thought of it that way. I just, I just love film, man. Like, honestly, like, you know, I love stories and I've loved stories ever since I was yeah, young. And well, that's what I was going to ask is like, are you as passionate about books as you are about? Ah, I see what you're doing here. Yeah, no, I, I am, man. Uh, it's something I like, I think all of us kind of go through like kind of peaks and troughs of like kind of reading a lot and then not reading anything at all some people maybe not reading anything but loving other different like storytelling media um so whether that's film or tv or tv especially man it's become so amazing like the stories you can tell through you know that serialized format and um but i just find myself you know recently um rediscovering my passion for reading and really just you know trying to expand like my knowledge and understanding of the world around me um Mm. both through reading the bible but also just like reading supporting literature so a lot of christian literature by people like uh timothy keller who's uh this fantastic american presbyterian uh church leader in like manhattan uh and he's just written some of the best um you know most thoughtful kind of uh mind stimulating uh literature about the big questions yeah. Um, and then there's people like Peter Gregg, who's just, you know, the amazing uh, spiritual leader here in Britain, uh, who's, you know, championed, you know, the, the, sort of the role of prayer and, and has kind of really pushed, you know, prayer um, to a new level with the 24-7 prayer movement. And, um, and he's written a really great book as well, um, which uh, I just read recently called Dirty Glory, which is amazing. It's basically just retelling. Pete Gregg. Yeah, Pete Gregg, yeah. Just retelling the kind of the events of... Um, the 24-7 prayer movement and where prayer takes you um, in the world, but also personally in life as well. Um, but yeah, but I've picked up a, a book today. Yeah, so today as you're tuning in, if you've been listening to the Eden podcast for a while, you'll know that we have a book club, which should definitely have its own theme tune. We should definitely have a book club theme tune, but um, I don't read. Mm. Um, so it's always interesting for me to review a book mm. that I know I won't have read because... I don't really read. But after the last one, I've been really inspired to um, pick up books again. So yeah. what have you bought in today? So I see a hardback yeah, cover. Yeah, hardback. This looks like a very educational book. Yeah. Um, yeah with man. R- a lot of words. A lot it's of words. relatively thick. So yes. um, yeah, tell, tell us a bit about it. What's, what's it called? Who's it by? Okay, so uh, this book's called 12 Rules for Life. Uh, and the subtitle is An Antidote to Chaos. 
Um, so immediately when you walk into like Waterstones, you see that you're like, well, somebody's, somebody's written a big book there. Like that, yeah. that's, somebody's clearly got something to say. <laughs> and it's written by a chap called uh, Jordan B. Peterson, uh, who's getting a lot of like, um, a lot of attention at the moment in the, in the sort of the media and the YouTube world, especially. Um, and he's a, a clinical psychologist. Um, he's a lecturer um, at the University of Toronto in Canada. Um, and this is his second book that he's written. He wrote another one a long time ago called um, Maps of Meaning. Um, but this one, 12 Rules for Life, has really caught the attention of like the mainstream media. And he's somebody that if you just Google him or YouTube him, you'll like find out loads about him. Um, he's done lots of talks like online. So if you're not a big reader and okay. you don't think I could read this So is this book, guy a Christian or just a lecturer? Well, I've, yeah, I'm trying to put him in context of why you would pick up yeah. this book off the shelf. Is well, it, you I just heard of this guy or what? Well, I kind of like through, you, you know, as you do when you're like surfing through YouTube, you're kind of listening to I only to watch and... Whose Line Is It Anyway on YouTube. Oh. That's all I do. Yeah. Like old, new. It's It's so good. Yeah. Totally, man. Like, and that's a great thing. Just like a treasure trove of things US. you can go back and find. Yeah, of course. Yeah, US. Yeah. yeah. Actually, that came up weirdly in my YouTube like kind of channel recently. So, we're, yeah. we're, the phones are listening. Whose line the is phones it anyway? Are listening. They are. They're like picking up on everything. They're thinking <laughs> and saying. It's terrifying. Um, but yeah, man. Like, um, what was I going to say? Yeah. So I, I picked up this book and I was I was just really fascinated to to learn more because I had listened to some of his talks on YouTube. Um, so when you say talks, but you. are yeah, this guy's not a pastor or a preacher, he's a lecturer. Yeah, he's a university lecturer. Now, the question was, is he Christian? I don't think if you asked him, are you a Christian, he would say yes. However, there is a quote out there which says basically, um, if he thought there is a God, he thinks likely that there is, or that he fears that there is, um, Ooh, which has, kind of neg- has a negative connotation. But um, mm. I think reading this book, it's clear to me that a lot of his sort of thoughts and reflection on like the human condition are rooted very firmly in the major world religions, uh, faiths, and um, also to some extent like mythology as well. And so he's kind of concocted from all of these different sources, these 12 rules for life. Um, So he's an academic. Yeah. Like, so 12 rules for life. What's the um, sub, what's that little sub? An antidote to chaos. My goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So go on, give us the, can you give us the 12 rules? Okay, I'll give you the 12 rules. So Then I don't have to read it. Yeah. So rule one is stand up straight with your shoulders back. Well, that's, you know, probably not very good for the hunchback of Notre Dame. No, it's not very helpful. No, he's going to struggle with that one. Poor guy. Uh, Poor guy. Quite, it's already excluding something. I don't like this guy. It's not about appearance though, is it? So, okay. So he can, so he can. Okay, well, he's got some making up to do. I'm not keen on him so far. Yeah, okay. Can't pull it back. Uh, rule two, uh, treat yourself like someone you are responsible for helping. Ooh. I like this. This is like a barometer of like, yeah, I what mean, you think about it. This is great. Yeah. I think that could be probably a little, yeah. Um, pretentious, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Don't keep going. Rule three, make friends with people who want the best for you. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I can't argue with that. I mean, you're not going to make friends with somebody who's going to like, just treat you badly all the time absolutely right? not but you do need as many no people as you do yes people well, that's interesting in your life okay so you're like people who if are... you only surround yourself with yes people then yeah sure but you, the way it's phrased there yeah. is correct yeah yeah um compare in, your... my, in my opinion because i judge what is correct yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh compare yourself to who you were yesterday not to who someone else is today 
Who I was yesterday, not compared to what? To someone. Someone. Today. So don't compare yourself to somebody else today. Rather, compare yourself to who you were yesterday. Okay. Oh, I understand. I understand. So, yeah. 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 I would put it in new words, but I've just understand the words that you say. Okay, it's getting better. Yeah. It's getting better. I'm cool. starting to understand this geezer. Okay, so rule five is do not let your children do anything that makes you dislike them. What? <laughs> I'm not sure. Like, don't let my children do smelly poos. I mean, <laughs> seriously? <laughs> well, who who I mean, is this guy's kids? I, well, like... He does, just, he does have kids, so he's not, he's not like kind of talking I don't know. I don't like this guy so far. Okay. Go on, keep going. All right. Okay. I thought rule five was five gold rings. <laughs> he's uh, excited for Christmas, by the way. I'm yeah. Is, yeah. So keep going. I rule, know you're going to turn this round for me. Okay. Rule six is set your house in perfect order before you criticize the world. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Yeah. I like that. That sounds like positive because yeah. the, I presume the idea behind that is that your house is never in perfect order. Yeah, so don't I don't criticize so. others. Yeah. 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 That's and like kids uh, in glass houses. Don't yeah, throw, don't throw stones in glass houses. houses. Yeah. But, yeah. But then also, obviously, you know, the whole biblical passage about, you know, sort of removing the plank in your own eye before yeah, removing absolutely. The, you know, a bit of sawdust in your neighbors. You know, yeah, yeah. That, I think that kind of, and that does actually come up numerous yeah, times. So. That's good. Okay. Rule, redeeming. rule seven uh, pursue what is meaningful, not what is expedient. I don't know what that word means. Sorry. So it's essentially like, don't just like chase after like anything mm-hmm. that will give you like immediate pleasure or kind yeah. of immediate kind of satisfaction, mm-hmm. gratification, but rather pursue something that is meaningful in life. I can't argue with that. Yeah. Cool. Uh, rule eight. Tell the truth. Or and nothing but the truth. You can't handle the, the truth. truth. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, Not only is that a brilliant quote, yeah. but I felt the delivery in which I gave it. I think that was spot on. Yeah. Like, as instantaneous and as like, just like off the cuff that was, that yeah. was perfect. Well, I love that you backed me up on it. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, so tell the truth or at least don't lie. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, cool. So it's getting better Again, that, that's another yeah. biblical kind of principle. Yeah, man. Like The first bit is, I'm not sure about the last bit. That sure. seems like a, a but. A but, yeah. yeah. A bit of a like cop out maybe. I don't know. Rule nine, assume that the person you are listening to might know something you don't. <gasps> well, that doesn't apply to me because I know. You know everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, rule 10, be precise in your speech. I like how you delivered the word precise. Those hand gestures. Yeah, I mean, I'm, if he's talking about accents there, then I'm out. Like mm. I'm Essex through and through and yeah. people can't even understand what I'm saying. But if he's saying about delivery, yeah. like don't mess around, yeah. get to the point. Get, yeah, speak, I like speak your truth, yeah. talk to the point. I mean, this guy's yeah. Canadian, right? Yeah. I googled him and he's like, so he can't really talk. No, it's just like utterly polite we yeah. just apologise it's like for thank you oh yeah. really sorry oh, in really fact sorry. he'd probably write me an apology email yeah. for yeah. for me criticising his yeah. 12 <laughs> it's like I'm really sorry you didn't yeah. like it <laughs> yeah. um, rule 11 do not bother children when they are skateboarding Bit are you ab- joking no that is actually there do not bother children when they are skateboarding seriously yeah 
Okay, so I'd like to unpack that one okay, first. Have cool. you finished the book first? I have, Because right? yeah. when I spoke to you yesterday, you were like, I really try to finish. And yeah. I was like, you can make anything up. And I still won't have read the book. It's, it's so. one of those things where it's like, I kind of tried to read it as fast as I could. But more often than not, I would find myself slowing down because what he was saying was so fascinating. And it really yeah. just revealed gradually, page by page, more and more of what he was talking about in a really clear, straightforward way. In fact, I would recommend this highly to anybody who is just looking to kind of have maybe a little bit, if you are a Christian and you're thinking, well, I'd really love to kind of uh, broaden my horizons a little bit in terms of what yeah. I read, you know, not that there's anything wrong with reading like Christian literature. Yeah, yeah um, absolutely. Yeah. Um, because it's great. It no, really is. No, I think is. it's really good to have the, yeah. to have that outside kind yeah. of perspective. Yeah. I mean, uh, Kat talked about um, um, the book Goliath Must Fall. Yeah. Now that's like just listening to, I forget the author's name, but listening to his Louis talk. Louis Giglio. Yeah, Louis Giglio. Like, I really loved what he was talking oh, about because gosh. it's so like widely applicable and I so relatable. that man a cuddle. But yeah, reading this, like it kind of took that a little step outside of what was the normal for me and what was kind of stuff that I, I kind of read on an usual basis. So you wanted to know a little bit about Rule 11. Basically, it boils down to this. It's, I thought and, it was 12. No, it was 11. There's one more after that. Shall I read out the 12th? Yeah, please. Okay, all right. Cool. Sorry, dude. No, no, it's cool. I thought that was the ending on the no, skateboard. There are many rules, clearly. Okay, this, this is even worse in terms of randomness, okay. but it's... Pet a cat when you encounter one on the street. Oh, <laughs> you know what? I absolutely hate cats. That's like the nail in the coffin for you in this Like, guy. honestly, That's, because <laughs> not, I mean, I would never go anywhere near a street cat. Yeah. But cats, right, I've got this thing for me where I'll be like, hey, it's a cat. And yeah. then they all just shove their anus in my face, yeah. like fully in my face. And apparently that's because I'm like a little bit scared oh, okay. or something. So it doesn't know, respect you. Some vet was telling me, but yeah. I don't know. I think it's some sort of protection thing, but it's the most unpleasant thing. So yeah. like people like have these nice little kittens on their lap. I just get like, yeah, not nice things no, in sorry. my face. You seem to be like very traumatized uh, by I'm, your experience of cats. I'm quite annoyed about it. Okay, cool. But we, I think I'm just in the irritable mood because it's hot and it's like, but anyway, okay. um, no, go back to skateboarding okay, because skateboard. this, cause I kind of understand that that's probably a point about compassion or something like that. But yeah, the, like, the, skate, the skateboarding thing? Well, like, so the, he, he starts regularly his chapters with like an example of something in life, something very practical. And then from that, he kind of unpacks the meaning behind it. Um, now with this, he was kind of talking about how like, you know, kids when they're skateboarding, like they are so sort of, wild and dangerous and they will like attempt amazing like like gravity defying tricks and if they get really good at it then they will only do more and more sort of you know sort of risky sort yeah. of tricks and things like that to the point where you're like standing in awe of like just how capable they are and their mastery of what they're doing and their ambitiousness and their desire to push the boundaries so without going into like loads and loads of detail and i just want to take this moment to also say like this is just like my first reading and I think it's a book that definitely requires maybe repeated reading because yeah. there's so much to unpack. And I think like but if anyone's sitting here wanting detail, like, yeah, read there the are other places well, just, for that just as read, well. Just or read just read it, it yeah. yeah. Um, it's like the most detail yeah. about the book is the book. So. But what I took away from that rule is essentially like nowadays, I think boys and girls, you know, they're being brought up in a very cynical world where they're basically kind of exposed to social media in a way that kind of, paints a picture of who they are which largely is untrue and it also um through 
this experience of social media, it kind of says to everyone like, well, if you haven't got as many followers as somebody else, then you're not as like special as like well liked or popular as they are. So therefore your value is decreased or somehow yes. nowhere near in comparison to that person. Yes. And there's always going to be somebody out there who's always going to be better at you than something. And then it kind of starts to spiral into that sort of realm of like, well, if I'm not as popular as this person, then I can strive to compete and try and get to that level with them. But maybe I won't do that because I don't have the resources to do it. And then it becomes a kind of nihilistic kind of like, oh, the world is meaningless and like everything is just crashing around me and like I don't know where I fit and everything. And people are telling you like, yes, yeah, because humans are bad. Like humans are bad, like innately bad and they destroy everything like around them, like in the environment or just relationships or economies or yes. jobs or whatever. And that ultimately everything just comes to chaos. Mm. And this narrative is starting to find its way increasingly into university campuses where there's this anti-humanism this kind of sense of like we are we are the at the root cause of everything that is wrong and yeah. that that and that we yeah, are mean, like we, we should be that, basically we hear that message mainstream yeah. media all the time not yeah. just you know through like social media but like humans are killing the planet yeah like on the news humans exactly. are you're like i'm not saying whether this is right or wrong but this is a story that we hit humans voted for trump yeah humans voted for brexit yeah and we are responsible for Absolutely. this and it's like well, that he, so that's the chaos he yeah. describes. Yeah, and that, and he's kind of saying that you know more and more people are falling prey to that way of thinking. And so he says like, don't tamper with that developmental kind of ambitious growth that boys and girls have. Mm. Like, let them become what they want to you know develop into. That of course you know you have to have experience. You know, wise you know leaders, uh, be that parents, teachers, whatever around them to teach them like the value of you know order rules of expectations, standards, you know, etiquette, yeah. these sorts of things. But also you need a bit of chaos in your life. You need a little bit of kind of wildness because you need to explore. You need to have that kind of desire, that passion to go out there into the world and go like, I want to do this and I want to do that. And don't like suppress and like constrain their reality. So I, de you know? I definitely agree with that. Yeah. And I'm starting to like this geezer, but I also think there's an element. I mean, we've spoken about it on like one of the first podcasts where we were like, actually, this is a generation that feels yeah. more enabled than any generation. Oh, man, totally. Yeah. Um, but I think that's contrary to what the author's saying here. I think he it sounds like he feels like we're quite, uh, um, oh gosh, what's the right word? We're, we're a generation that doesn't really dream. Mm. Or think we can make a difference? Where yeah, totally, I, I'd probably disagree with that. I think yeah. we're an enabled generation. I think. I suppose it, it's also a question of kind of what those dreams are as well, because I think on the one, they're like there are dreams which are so like purely individualistic and kind of private to you um, that maybe let's be honest, maybe like entirely selfish as well. Like so, it may be that kind of that desire to want to become the center of like attention. And mm. that's why you see like, you know, with social media and also with, you know, like all these celebrity TV shows and all that kind of stuff and all this other like stuff that people consume on a daily basis, it all contributes towards that kind of narrative that like you need to be liked and you need to be kind of followed and, and sort of have people interested in you to actually have any meaning or purpose. And, this, yeah. and that, I think that's what he's kind of arguing you know, against a little I, bit is that like, maybe, maybe there's more to life than just like 
having that sort of connection, like inverted commas, with people. And yeah, if you do commas on a podcast. I know, yeah. that's why I have to inverted commas. Yeah, you know, so that's one of them. But I mean, there's so many others. Like, honestly, like I've just written loads and loads and loads. And obviously, yeah, so I, like, we've spoken about kind of the chapter I want to talk about because yeah. that's really interesting. What's your big takeaway? What was your, what was your favorite chapter? What, what kind of left you of your jaw on the ground? Oh man, I mean, like so much of it did. Like honestly, by like, the way, just... like you can't see because it's a podcast, <laughs> but Stefan's actually got like a dedicated notepad to this book, which is about half the the size of the book. Yeah, I know it got it got a little bit out of hand. I tried to read it as quickly as I could, but regularly I would just come back to things and like. I mean, I think it's awesome. It's so good when something like speaks right to you. Oh, and... totally, man. I like. I so recommend this just to like everyone and anyone. Like, and just give it a go. You don't have to read the whole thing. Just maybe read one chapter, mm. like thirty pages. I and... might read the skateboard yeah, thing. Just like pick one of the ones like you're interested you're like what is he saying here you know but like um the one that really spoke to me is treat yourself like someone you are responsible for helping and oh yeah yeah like let me kind of sort of break it down a little bit so treat yourself like someone you are responsible for helping not like somebody else but you are because i think often nowadays like he tells the story of how people will receive medication for things because they've got a problem medical problem or something like that and more often than not, what will happen is that they will actually lapse in terms of their like routine of taking that medication. And you think, well, why are you doing that? Because surely the medication is helping you to get better. And yet, conversely, they might have a pet and that pet is sick, but that pet has medication. And that owner who is also sick and has medication, who is failing to take their medication, then gives on a regular, without fail basis, the medication to yeah, yeah. the dog, totally the cat. To and that. it's like, you love things more than you love yourself. Mm. And it's like, and I think that's, a good thing is definitely because I think love of oneself to the extreme is narcissism, you know, yeah, and yeah. you can end up completely alone and isolated and feel depressed and alone. And that's not good either. But what he's saying is you need to strengthen the individual, that sense of who you are. You start with yourself, you take care of yourself. So that could be, you know, your mental health, your physical health. Um, it could do with your relationships perhaps. Um, you define who you are. Like, who are you as a person? What do you believe in? What do you stand for? Like, what, what are those, those elements that comprise who you are as a person? Yeah. Uh, because, of course, like, as human beings, and when we like sitting across the table from one another, like, I'll look at, you know, you, I'll look at Alex, I'll look at whoever, you know, and then there'll be this kind of sense of, like, I'll, be, I'll have certain things immediately that I can identify about you guys that I will, I will be able to associate with. Yeah, and that enables that interaction. Um, then once you define who you are, don't, define who you are, don't be afraid to like refine your personality. Mm. So you can't be like stuck in stone all the time. You can't just be yeah, one thing because in life you grow, you change, you expand, you learn things. And, um, from that, you need to then be able to choose a destination. What are you aiming towards in life? You can't just be paddling endlessly in, the mo in like an ocean of life. You need to be going somewhere and there needs to be some sort of goal, something that you, you are going to attain. Um, and then just articulate that throughout your, the, I mean, he uses this word being, which is like. It just uses the, inter, the, the little commas again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> being, just, which. I'll provide commentary. For those on people <laughs> who are more educated on like philosophy and all that, like, pardon me if I get this wrong, but it's like the kind of subjective experience of like your, your, your time here in the world of what you experience, yeah. what you feel, what you think, what you rationalize and all that. Um, so, and he uses this quote from a philosopher called Friedrich Nietzsche. Um, and the quote is, he whose life has a why can bear almost any how. 
So I'll just like repeat that again because I think it's so powerful. Like yeah. he whose life has a why can bear almost any how. The idea that no matter what life throws at you, if you have a reason, if you have a meaning with a capital M, those are inverted commas again, that drives you in life, no matter what life throws at you, you will be able to get over that. Yeah. You know, and I say get over that. I'm not saying avoid it or like no, yeah. go underneath it or over it, but rather go through it and come out stronger the other end because of it. Yeah. Um, I think like yeah. some of like what you've said, especially that, that first point um, <clears throat> was some of the, like these chapters just echo like the Ten Commandments. Totally, man. It's like, totally. and love your neighbor as yourself is, is what, yeah. I, what I hear. Yeah as you're saying all this, like love your neighbor as yourself. And for me, like, oh gosh, I know I'm just so guilty. For me, it's like, uh, just one example is accepting help. Mm, yeah. Like, I'm so happy to help. Uh, say even like with childcare. Mm. Like I've got friends that I would happily have their kid for the night, two nights, mm. up, whenever they wanted. Yeah. So that they could have a weekend off. Yeah. If someone, well, people offer that to me all the time. Mm. But I can't accept the help. I can't. Yeah. Because I'm not treating myself like I would treat others, but the key part of that love your neighbor is to love yourself. Absolutely. Whatever that looks like. What does that look like? Our, our lives are obviously quite different. Yeah. What does that look like in your life? For me, it's knowing peace, you know? And like peace, it's a big word. It's peace of boy or girl. Sorry? Peace of yeah. boy or girl, right? That was a terrible joke. I'm yeah, getting tired. I, I gave it a laugh. Because I like, didn't want to like create Can you add more air. laughter in post, please? But, yeah, <laughs> canned laughter, please, yeah. No, no, I mean, for me, it's about knowing that peace in my life, knowing that like I have a purpose and a meaning beyond the day-to-day and yeah. that I can get up confidently in the morning and I can go, I'm not feeling great at the moment. Like I'm going through some stuff like, mm. and I'm struggling with it and, you know, it's sometimes it's a real challenge. Um, maybe when you're at work, you know, there might be something that is challenging you there as well. It might be something outside of work. It might be something to do with family or friendships or whatever. But having that kind of inner peace, that sense of, I know that life, and uh, this is what I love about, you know, our faith is that, Christ, uh, it, that Jesus teaches that, you know, life won't be easy. Now you are going to go through some difficult times. You know, you are going to suffer. Yeah. But if you can accept that in part life is suffering and look to God as an example, Jesus as an example yeah. of how to lead your life in the midst of that turmoil, mm. which can hit you, you will know a greater sense of peace than yeah. if you didn't have that. Yeah. Now, there might be listeners who, who might at this point be listening going, yeah, but that's, I, you know, I don't believe in, in God. I don't have yeah, yeah. Jesus in my life and I maybe don't want him to be in my life because I just can't sign up to those certain things. And like to those people, I'd say like, well, I think, you know, there is, there is something to say for meaning and purpose being derived out of other things as well. And... Still, as a Christian, I would say, you know, I believe that God is in all things. So whatever that thing might be, if it's like, well, I love coaching football, you know, I love running a football club, you know, I, I love volunteering, you know, that gives me a sense of purpose. It makes me feel good, yeah. you know, then 
with, from me, you know, that Christian perspective, I would say, well, what is good comes from God. And so whether you choose to label it as that is God or that is not God, mm-hmm. you are doing a good thing. You know, you are starting with yourself, that acknowledgement of I need to figure out and define who I am first. And then in practice, go out and share that with people. Yeah. And in a real way, not like Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all that. That's not sharing really. You know, it's an illusion. Yeah. It's like the part of you that you present to people. You know, the kind of edited thing. I'm guilty of it. I do it all the time. You know, I want to present certain bits of my life in a way, you know, to certain people because I feel like, okay, well, that's something that I can talk to people about and and kind of create discussion around and share with people. But it's not really me. It's not really who I am. You know, in the same place, in the same way that at work, you know, you share yourself at work in a certain way. Um, And so I, I would say that, you know, it's for me, that's, this book has just kind of spoke to that element yeah. of, of starting with yourself, looking after yourself, because in looking after yourself, you look after for other people as well. Because yeah. if you can't look after yourself, how can you expect to look after other people? Yeah. Like you, you won't be, I don't think you'll be in a good place to do that. You know, I don't know. What do you think about it? Like, no, does I, that I kind just, of make sense? Or yeah, am I no, just rambling? No, it like, makes, it makes perfect sense. And I'm just, I think, I think it would just be, I wish I'd asked it earlier, but it'd be interesting to know like the context of you going into reading this book mm. and to, f- to know from you what chaos looked like mm. and then how this book has spoken yeah. directly into that. I think, and I'm like mindful of the fact that, you know, I, I want to leave certain things out, you know, because I think, I think there's, you know, if, if people want to talk to me about this stuff, I'll happily talk oh, to yeah, them. Oh, yeah, gosh, yeah, you know, I'm not asking you to even but to like what I will, share. What I will that, say yeah. is that I think, like all people, you go through points in your life where you do feel a bit lonely. And yeah. you think, like, is this it? Yeah, is yeah. this it to life? Yeah, like, yeah. am I just going to get up every morning and do the same thing over and over again? I mean, Duncan's mm. talked about this in his sermon, like, and it's, he, spoke, he spoke about it really powerfully, you know, and it's like, am I just am I just going to like grind out each day the same yeah. way forever and ever, you know, and am I just going to kind of, you know, kind of float kind of aimlessly towards some perceivable goal, you know, just to when like, you know, I'm old enough to retire and then I could go, you know, sort of sit on a beach somewhere with like a sangria and just be like, Oh, this is mm. the life. Yeah. It's like, nah, that's not it. You know, and for me, like, I just thought I need to understand how, how I can, you know, create some order where there is chaos yeah. where I am struggling with certain things how can I look at those things in dif- in a different perspective because yeah. I think often like if you are alone if you are lonely if you are depressed you know if you are uh suffering with something people sadly more often than not suffer in silence I think men especially suffer in silence yeah, definitely. and they won't say anything because there's this whole kind of stigma of saying I'm not okay like I mm. can't deal with this right now I, I you know because if you do that then you're weak and you're vulnerable yeah, and people are going to, people are going to hurt you. Yeah, They're yeah, going to yeah. get to you. And that's not true. And, and it's not true at all, but it's difficult to accept that in yeah. there in the moment when you're by yourself, when you're living by yourself, when you're in your own quiet time. And so for me, like, I just felt like I needed to, in certain areas of my life where, 
you know, there was a lot of negativity. I thought, yeah, this is chaotic. I can't, I can't get a handle on this. You know, I need to introduce some order back into my life and, and re realign my perspective a little bit. And of course, like for me immediately, like it's about the Bible. It's about my faith. It's about leaning into life at the forge and keeping myself. Well, yeah, that, that, I think that's busy, what really know? interests me about like knowing where you've come from mm. and knowing just, I wonder why you, you picked up this book. Well, like because like, uh, it seems yeah. to have be a book that has Jesus all over it. It does, man. It really does. As you read it, there are numerous, numerous biblical references. Yeah, um, and but it would just made me like yeah. if I was feeling like you're feeling, I yeah. would never pick up a book like that. It's just interesting. I, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not making a point. I'm just or part part of it as well is because I wanted to pick a book that that would actually speak something relevant into people's you know, lives. Mm. Because I was thinking, well, if I'm going to talk about a book, I want to talk about something that people might see in a bookstore and they might see it from across the room and they go, oh, that's interesting. Somebody's proposing 12 rules for life. Only 12 rules or 12 yeah, yeah. rules? Are you sure not three? Jesus did it in 10, you know? Exactly. Like, you know, and from a Christian perspective, you kind of look at that and then you think, well, actually, you know, hang on. How can you, you know, where do these yeah, 12 yeah. rules come from? So there was that curiosity but also it was about choosing something that I think would be interesting to people and will speak a little bit of order into, let's be frank, what is at times right now a super chaotic world where you just don't know, like the, the establishments out there, be it in other countries here or elsewhere. And you're thinking like, it's not working. It's yeah. not working the way it's meant to be. There's something going wrong here. This doesn't feel right. So how can we reorder? How can yeah. we out of this chaos? And this, and this book you has know. genuinely helped you. I think what it's, what it's taught me is that there are there are immeasurable depths to who we are as human beings. We are so multi-layered. Like we have so many different levels to us. Like an onion. Yes, like <laughs> an onion. Exactly. Uh, you know, and I think I love that I could just give all these film references to you, like, and you'll actually get them. Yeah, certainly. Okay. That was Shrek for anyone. That yeah, doesn't. exactly. Right. Well, Maybe that's why I should, maybe I should have just watched Shrek. Yeah. <laughs> but like. <laughs> but You've wasted so much time, Stefan. Just watch Shrek. Just watch oh. Shrek. Well, that was the Eden Biaveron podcast. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But, you know, I mean, I think a lot of the stuff people read through this and they will kind of pick out lots of things that they think, oh, I've heard that before. I've heard yeah. this before. I've seen this in this. I've seen that in that. I've read this somewhere else. Oh, that's interesting. That leans very heavily into the biblical kind of, you know, kind of context. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, so th that's why I picked it. I picked it because it looked interesting. I picked mm. it because I thought people would be interested. I thought it was very relevant for the, like the world we're living in today. Yeah. I think also it speaks a lot to our generation as well, because I think yeah. we are a generation that wants to go out and wants to kind of bring some order, some sense back into the world and a feeling that actually everything's going to be all right. And that, you know, when our you know, children grow up that they're going to have a future as well, rather than this kind of lingering dread and sense of like, we are going to be worse off than our yeah. parents are. Like, and I just thought like, what? That's just such a negative message yeah. to have pervasive, like in our generation yeah. at the moment. And it's amplified sadly by yeah. the news and by, you know, social media. And I, I like Finn talked about this, Finn Johnston leads over at Thurston. Like he talked about it, you know, a social media yeah, in did, the last yeah. sermon. And it was like, I loved what he said. He said, like, if Jesus was alive today, like, he probably would be using social media. He controversial. Would, yeah, controversial. Ooh, controversial. But I agree with him because I think he would be using it, but he'd be using it as it's meant to be. It's a tool for getting messages out there. 
um, and a means of communication, you know. And I guess the question we need to ask is, if Jesus was on Instagram, yeah, would you follow him? I would follow him to the ends of the earth. He'd probably only have 12 followers. He, yeah. Just, yeah. Very good. That was a bad one. Again, Steph, no, no, mate, I liked it, I've, man. I've absolutely loved having you on, man. Dude, it's been um, awesome being here. How, how can me. people, like, get in touch with you? Have you got well, handles? Yeah, well, I, I, I do. Um, what I'll say is that, like, if you know me from church um, or you've connected through Eden Gathering, uh, you can probably find me um, on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I'm not going to throw my handles out there, if that's yeah. okay. You're a teacher, um, aren't you? I'm yeah. a teacher, yeah, so I want to be mindful of that and I want to kind of uh, sort of have, have, have that privacy, of course. Absolutely. Um, but at the same time, do look me up if you are somebody who's yeah. looking to talk more about this kind of stuff um, and, you know, are just interested in getting to know more about what Eden Gathering is all about, the food nights, the social night, uh, the social action stuff. Yeah, so how um, can people find out about that? Well, you can go to www.edengathering.co.uk. And the next gathering is And on the next gathering is going to be on the 6th of September in the, the Mix yeah. in Stone Market, 7.30pm. Um, there'll be more information um, closer to the time. So just keep checking. Um, of course, uh, Eden Gathering also has a various social media networks. So we have a YouTube, which obviously this is probably where you're listening to it. So if you have found your way onto here, yeah. do subscribe, do like, share it, share it, you know, as much as you can and just get people talking. Um, and also we have the Instagram as well, which is a great place. I, and you probably see me there like that's where you'll see me if yeah. if you're around section. on instagram on the conversation you'll probably spot me and go ah oh, that's that yeah, guy there is actually so. a brilliant picture of you isn't there kind of pouting in a yeah in it a, was a, i have to admit i was told to pose in that picture oh um, behind the it wasn't scenes. Na as natural as i perhaps you know would have or should have liked um Maybe but just look, that's I'm the not whole gonna, thing about Instagram. Like, I just thought, you know, it's a nice picture. Absolutely. And again, you know, speaks to that fact that I'm editing my life just to present <laughs> certain things back now. Exactly. But honestly. Mate, yeah. it's been great to have you on and yeah. thank you, Alex, once again for producing yeah. this episode. I've been at Benjamin Lasky and I love you lots. Play the music. <laughs>